0: It's now I don't know. Oh. O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpachah. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Dinsmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, January 16th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feast, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal-clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10.17. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time, Today we begin a new Torah portion, Yitro, and it means Jethro. Exodus 18, 1-12 Moses' father, Jethro, the priest of Midian, heard about everything God had done for Moses and his people, the Israelites. He heard especially about how the Lord had rescued them from Egypt. Earlier, Moses had sent his wife Zipporah and his two sons back to Jethro, who had taken them in. Moses's first son was named Gershom, for Moses had said when the boy was born, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. His second son was named Eliezer, for Moses had said, The God of my ancestors was my helper, he rescued me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law now came to visit Moses in the wilderness. He brought Moses' wife and two sons with him, and they arrived while Moses and the people were camped near the mountain of God. Jethro had sent a message to Moses saying, I, Jethro, your father-in-law, am coming to see you with your wife and your two sons. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law. He bowed low and kissed him. They asked about each other's welfare and then went into Moses' tent. Moses told his father-in-law everything the Lord had done in Pharaoh and Egypt on behalf of Israel. He also told about all the hardships they had experienced along the way and how the Lord had rescued his people from all their troubles. Jethro was delighted when he heard about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel as he rescued them from the hand of the Egyptians. Praise the Lord, Jethro said, for he has rescued you from the Egyptians and from Pharaoh. Yes, he has rescued Israel from the powerful hand of Egypt. I know now that the Lord is greater than all other gods because he rescued his people from the oppression of the proud Egyptians. Then Jethro Moses' father-in-law brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. Aaron and all the elders of Israel came out and joined him in a sacrificial meal in God's presence. Matthew eleven seven to 30 As John's disciples were leaving, Yeshua began talking about him to the crowds. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No. People with expensive clothes live in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look! I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you the truth. Of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is. And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and violent people are attacking it. For before John came, all the prophets and the law of Moses looked forward to this present time. And if you are willing to accept what I say, he is Elijah, the one of the prophets said would come. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. To what can I compare this generation? It is like children playing a game in the public square. They complained to their friends, We played wedding songs and you didn't dance, so we played funeral songs and you didn't mourn. For John didn't spend his time eating and drinking, and you say he's possessed by a demon. The Son of Man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks, and you say he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by its results. Then Yeshua began to denounce the towns where he had done so many of his miracles, because they hadn't repented of their sins in turn to God. What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida! For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their heads to show their remorse. I tell you, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on Judgment Day than you. And you people of Capernaum, will you be honored in heaven? No, you will go down to the place of the dead. For if the miracles I did for you had been done in wicked Sodom, it would still be here today. I tell you, even Sodom will be better off on Judgment Day than you. At that time, Yeshua prayed this prayer, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Then Yeshua said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls." For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Psalm 14, 1-7 Only fools say in their hearts there is no God. They are corrupt, and their actions are evil. Not one of them does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the entire human race. He looks to see if anyone is truly wise. If anyone seeks God, but no, all have turned away, all have become corrupt. No one does good, not a single one. Will those who do evil never learn? They eat up my people like bread, and wouldn't think of praying to the Lord. Terror will grip them, for God is with those who obey him. The wicked frustrate the plans of the oppressed, but the Lord will protect his people. Who will come from Mount Zion to rescue Israel? When the Lord restores his people, Jacob will shout with joy, and Israel will rejoice. Proverbs 3:19 and 20. By wisdom the Lord founded the earth, by understanding he created the heavens, by his knowledge the deep fountains of the earth burst forth, and the dew settles beneath. night sky. I'd like to speak to you today from our passage in Matthew chapter 11 and then we're going to jump into Psalm 14. And in Matthew chapter 11, let's zoom in on this prayer that Yeshua prays in verse 25, where it is written, At that time Yeshua prayed this prayer, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, Thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Have you ever wondered why it is that certain family members or loved ones just seem to not get it? That they seem to just be very, very lost and in the dark or asleep? Why they don't see what you see? Perhaps you've tried convincing and persuading through links to news stories or um, tried to talk with them to show them things that you've learned and that you know, and it's like banging your head against a brick wall. I would offer to you that why this is occurring is because that there is a veil of deception and delusion that has blanketed much of the earth. And the only way that we can really know truth is it has to come through Yeshua. Because Yeshua is the truth. And so this passage reveals to us that pride, people who think themselves to be wise, pride, they will not receive this wisdom and this truth and this understanding that comes from Yeshua and from His Word, they'll completely miss it. But that if we come to the Father humble and childlike, needy, then He reveals things to us. And that's the heart and the spirit we need to have is to come to Him humble and childlike, to have further understanding for him to reveal more to us. It goes on to say in verse 28, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Boy, these are words that we can really take to heart. Many of us are heavy burdened right now, juggling many balls, trying to balance everything in life between income and bills and other responsibilities, taking care of our families, And dealing with this whole COVID pandemic, it's made life very, very challenging. And Yeshua says, take your burdens and give them to me. Don't wear the yoke of the world. Wear my yoke. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, Heavenly Father, we do that today. We set aside the yoke of the world, which is heavy and burdensome. And we take the yoke of Yeshua upon us this day. We thank you, Yeshua, that you gently lead us. You do not drive us with a whip, but you gently lead us. And you are our gentle and our loving shepherd, And we are your humble, sweet sheep. We simply want to follow you, Yeshua. We look to you for our deliverance. We look to you to intervene on the world stage. We ask that you would do it soon. For evil is abounding. Tyrants are getting drunk on power. We look to you, Yeshua. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Now let's look at Psalm 14, verses 4 through 7. Will those who do evil never learn? They eat up my people like bread, and wouldn't think of praying to the Lord. Terror will grip them, for God is with those who obey him. The wicked frustrate the plans of the oppressed, but the Lord will protect his people who will come from Mount Zion to rescue Israel. When the Lord restores his people, Jacob will shout with joy, and Israel will rejoice. The psalmist who wrote this, very likely David, was talking about the evil back then and how God's people were being eaten up like bread. But these words are timeless. They're timeless because these words apply even today. And it, it's a prayer. We can take the scriptures, the Word of God, and we can pray those scriptures. And it becomes a prayer. And it's a prayer arrow that hits the mark bullseye. Because when you pray the Word of God, you are hitting the will of God smack dabs in the center of God's heart. So, Father, this is also our prayer today. We pray, Father, that you will protect your people. And we know, Father, that you will come from Mount Zion to rescue your people, Israel, throughout all the nations, throughout all the earth. And we thank you, Father, that when you restore us, your people, we will shout with joy and we will rejoice. We continue to cry out to you, Abba. And our eyes are upon you. Our hope is in you and in you alone. Only you can restore things and fix things and make all things new. Only you can kosher this earth and remove this virus off the face of this earth. And restore things rightly. You are God, and there is no one else. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, Amen. Vish Mereka, ya ya Adonai, na vilaka vikuneka, Isa Adonai. The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter six, twenty-four The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26